All right. Good morning, guys. Welcome to episode two of my podcast. And I wanted to thank you guys for listening today. Today is also my birthday. I turned the big two seven today, so 27. And I'm sure you can hear the background noise. I'm at the beach right now. I thought it would make a really nice vibe for today's podcast. So here we are. I would like to talk to you guys today about self-care on your birthday, right? And I'm going to give you some really good examples of what not to do on your birthday because I've done them. Do not work on your birthday. And I've always been told that, but I there was a point in time where I was working kind of jobs that it just seemed like really imperative that I had to work during those times. And I didn't. I just felt like it. I can commit to things. When I commit to things, I really commit to them. And it's it's one of my, my greatest gifts and one of my one of my things that kind of, what is it, your Achilles heel or something? Um, but yeah, so it's, it, 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 can, it can really bite me in the butt in the end sometimes too. But today, again, we're talking about what not to do for your birthday. So yeah, work, don't do that. Don't do that. You should do what you want to do on your birthday. And if you want to work, do that. I'm not the work police, but... I think you should spend the day enjoying it, and I also think that, and this is something I do sometimes, especially to people more so outside of my family, I'm getting better at this the older I get, but when people offer you things that you want, take it, please, please take it, especially if you've been like praying for something or asking God for something, and you have this hand that appears out of thin air, I guess you can say, and it's like, hey, you want this thing? I know you probably don't feel like you deserve it, but that's not up for you to decide. It's not. So just just take the gift and accept your blessings because you've asked for them. How are you supposed to get more if you don't even take what you get, you know? So, yeah. I also think that things that you shouldn't do on your birthday is you shouldn't do things that other people want you to do you should only do what you want to do on your birthday like if there were ever a day that you could be king or queen it should be your birthday it should be your birthday and I also think it's important to tell people what you want nobody's a mind reader you know it's so easy to get mad at people for not knowing or not expecting that you'd want X, Y, Z. But if you don't communicate it, how are they supposed to know? Nobody's a mind reader. You know what I mean? And so I say that also to say, you should also, this is just me, how I feel about birthdays. I think everybody should have a candle to blow out on their birthday. You have to make a birthday wish every single birthday. I don't care who you are. I don't. Every single birthday, you should be able to blow out a candle and say, this is what I want. Please make it happen, you know? Even if you have to get the candle yourself, just make sure you make that happen for yourself. That's, that's just, again, that's just me. That's just me. But, yeah, those are the things that I probably will... Those are the things that I'll probably recommend the most. And also just eat good food. Be comfortable. I don't think you... If partying isn't your thing on your birthday, don't do it. Don't do it. You know? I think if you have a lot of friends, sometimes they can kind of... Let's do this and let's do that and let's do this and let's do that. Make sure your birthday is still yours on your birthday. Don't be doing a bunch of stuff to make other people happy, please. It's your day. This is your New Year's. Your birthday is your New Year's, so you should celebrate it, bring it in, you know, with some whatever, whatever, whatever you do. I'm at the point now where I'm trying to develop um, some birthday, what is it, birthday, not routines, I cannot think of the word right now. Um, Whatever it is, you know, the thing that you do every single birthday, my 
don't you hate when you forget a word like that? But yeah, so my my um, my mind escapes me as far as what that word is. And so I'm trying to develop those things for my birthday now. And so I figure at the very least, going forward, I didn't really do that today. Like I am from a beach town. Like, so I came back home for my birthday. Um, and so that's why I'm at the beach now. So I, I would like to do that probably more often. It's like be near water. I'm also a water sign. Today is the first day of Scorpio season. If you're listening on October 23rd. And yeah, I just I just love to be near water. I don't have to necessarily swim in it all the time. But the beach, it's just so easy for me to to feel comfort near it. So I typically will go there. And it's free. Like, it's a free water park. Like, how could you go wrong, you know? Um, I also like to go to the beach early in the morning because nobody is really here. And, I mean, if they are, it's mostly just a bunch of people walking. Just a lot of people walking. I don't know if black people don't go to the beach in the morning, but I'll tell you what. People be staring at me. And I'm not sure why. It's so weird. Um, But I'll, like, I'll pull out um, a towel or um, I still have my friend's tapestry thanks Jamie and um, I'll just sit for a minute get some water I write listen to some music and I'm a fan of sunbathing like it just feels so good to lay in the sun and charge your you know your, your person and I'm a firm believer in that I don't care what complexion you are. I think you got to do it. I think you just really got to lay in the sun. Um, Especially if you feel like that. Like, I feel like I'm very energized from being in the sun. But I know everybody doesn't feel like that. And that's okay, too. I think that's okay. But that's just what I like to do. And ordinarily, I think I would have brought fruit with me to the beach, too, today. I had some pineapples that I cut up, and I didn't do that. But it's all good. It's all good. Oh, and another thing I want to tell you guys to do. If you're, if you're um, open to eating, like, fast food, I should say, make sure you get your birthday rewards. There's all these companies that are giving you free things on your birthdays. And let me tell you something. One of the best free rewards I got was, like, I don't know if you guys, I don't even know if Buca de Peppo is still a thing. I think that's how you pronounce it. But it was, like, this Italian restaurant that used to be in the malls. And so I remember for my birthday, they're like, oh, you get a free entree, right? I walk up to there to claim my entree. It is a pan, a family-sized pan, like an event-sized, no, not family, event-sized pan of Alfredo pasta. And it had breadsticks on the side. I'm not complaining. I'm saying this because it was incredible. I was just like, for me, on my birthday? And then now they're gone. Maybe that's why. I don't I don't know. Um, but that was a good thing. And there was a place called Genghis Grill. They make like these, you can make like these bowls or whatever. And so I did that. If you don't like to talk about food or hear about food, this podcast is not for you also. Like, I'm just letting you know now. Like, I love to eat. Yes, I'm plant-based, but that doesn't mean anything at all. Just keep in mind, everything you season your food with is vegan. Like, so, I'll leave that there. But yeah, I just feel like every birthday I've had has been pretty unique to itself. Me being 27 right now. Like every birthday when I when I turn a new age, it just doesn't feel real. And so I'm really kind of drinking it in. And on that note, drink some water. Because I'm about to. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've had pretty good birthdays. And I never really know what to do with them. Like... There have been some birthdays where I'm like, oh, I want to have this done by that date. And there are other birthdays where I'm just like, eh, you know, anything could happen. And I really do feel like those decisions help me wrap my mind around what the year ahead is going to look like. Typically, for me at least. And I know everybody doesn't feel like that on their birthday like eh, you know I just I, I do this I do that I do this and that's great 
like I said, I'm trying to schedule. I'm trying to get myself some like birthday must-dos every year. I found out what I should do for New Year's this past year, so I decided to walk into New Year with a new pair of shoes for, you know, going forward. I think it's a really nice um, thing to do for myself, and it just helps me think about what my intentions are going forward. So this year at a glance, I know, as I told you guys in my intro podcast, that I quit my job. I am really wanting to focus on residual income. And so as I learn about those things, I want to share them with you guys. I want to focus on residual income. Um, I want to get art back into my life. I feel like I've strayed so far away from it. And that just has a lot to do with the fact that I went to a university that didn't have the strongest art program for me. And it was a really traumatic experience. And I didn't really realize that until after I was done with it because I didn't even want to do anything with art. Like, it was just, like, toxic. Like, it was like a person. Like, that's what I could describe my undergraduate experience as. Like, if, if my program that I went to was a person, I feel like they gaslighted me constantly and I just did the best that I could and I, I did what I had to do, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do that again. I, and I wouldn't recommend anybody else do that. Like, but I'm, I'm really grateful for the experience. I really am because you don't realize how important something is until it's, you lose it or it's taken away from you. And, and that's really what it was like. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Like, do I want to go back to school to get my MFA? Because in my undergraduate year, I got my, my bachelor's. It's a hard thing to, to choose because I think, like, the perception of schools is that, you know, you go, you get a job, that's great. And I mean, I, I feel like I am a, a good success story. Like I graduated with a degree in fine arts. I got a job a month after I graduated from school. Somebody called me up out of the blue and was like, hey, you want a job? Like in my fields. And so it was a horrible job though, don't get me wrong. It was like horrible, let me tell you. I was working at like this small museum and it just was like hell on earth like and I couldn't it was so bad you, you know the worst thing about a bad job is when it pays good because then you stay in it and you know you don't have any business being there but you have responsibilities you have bills to pay and you don't want to be broke like hello so I just learned a really valuable lesson like because I, I up rooted myself from where I went to school. I went to school at FAMU. Shout out to Florida A&M University, October 3rd, 1887. And I moved to this new city. It was a few hours away, but it was a new city for me. And I just remember thinking this has to work. I've made so many sacrifices to get here. This has to work. And because that was my mentality walking in, I held on so tight to a thing that was so bad for me. I held on so tight to that job, like, and I don't even know why. Like, I really, really don't. I look back at that and I'm just like, you gotta know going forward, you have more power than you think you do. Like, you gotta know that, like. And then the worst part about it was, and I, and I don't even know why, like it was a horrible work experience. Like the, the work environment was just like not, it wasn't good for anybody's sanity, I will say that. The people who were above the job, and I'm not gonna get too much into it because I don't wanna like name drop or anything, but I will say, like I said, it was just a really, bad experience um 
but I met some really great people like I met some really really great people and I was blessed to to have a couple of people who I knew that were already in that city when I moved there we weren't one of the one of the people I knew we were super close and I appreciate my friend shout out to Amari for um, letting me crash at his place for like a month until I got myself situated to get into an apartment and then um, shout out to my sister for moving to Orlando with me and I really thought it was going to be great I really I am such a optimistic person when I'm when I'm in my my feel-good bag like I am super optimistic super super optimistic and like I'm showing up and advocating for myself and I'm just I'm moving the way I feel like I need to move but it just wasn't enough like it really just wasn't enough and this isn't a this isn't an episode about things that don't work it really isn't it's just an an overview of some things that I reflect on periodically in this job I had um was this 2017 yeah I worked there for 2017 I worked there for nine months I worked there for nine months and I remember it got to the point it was just crazy like when I tell you it was crazy the lady who was ahead of the job she was just like she was a very nice lady she was a very very nice lady but the way that things were being run I was offended pretty frequently, like pretty frequently. When I tell you, like, okay, I'll just say it. I'll just say it, whatever, I'll just say it. So basically, this location that I worked at was near an area that had a lot of um, crackheads. It would be times when I would come to work and it would be like, trash everywhere around the building and I had a really great co-worker she was so great she was so great I really appreciated her she she really looked out for me you know how when you have like when you're younger and you work jobs and you have like co-workers who are older than you like and they end up being re- you guys get really close because we were the only people who really were in that space as often as we were we didn't have other co-workers and so we we got really close we got really close in a short amount of time. Um, <laughs> Low-key trauma bonding. <laughs> like It was just a traumatic experience for me. And I mean, she was used to it. And I really hope that she's doing well. She deserves the world. Um, and if you haven't heard it, I'll say it. Black women deserve more. Pay them what they're worth. And black women demand more. Don't accept what you don't deserve. And that's that on that about that with that. But it was such a bad experience because it was like, like I said, there was crackheads. Like there was crackheads who used to leave stuff like around the building and nobody else was there to clean it up but us. (laughs) I remember there was one time it was like a microwave, clothes left out there, porn ripped up crack pipes on the ground like and I I'm not even joking I'm this is not an exaggeration at all human feces it would be smelling like pee out there like it was crazy like crazy but I uprooted myself and I moved here so I had to make it work right and I remember thinking like okay you can either look for another job or you can see how how well you can make this job grow for you And it got to the point where I was just like, there's nothing, I I can't fix this. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than me. Like, it's there's there's a thin line between delusion and hope. And you can quote me on that. There's a thin line. And sometimes I don't know where I am on that spectrum. And and that is essentially the fool's journey in my eyes. And that is my journey sometimes. Um but Needless to say, it just got to a point where it was just like, I, I can't keep, I just can't keep doing this anymore. I don't, I don't know what else there is for me to do. And I remember the job was so bad, it was like changing me as a person. Like, I remember that, like, just 
I'm an, I'm a person who likes who not likes to, but I get agitated in general. Like I like to keep to myself. I really enjoy my solitude. People who know me know well enough that if I'm in a good mood, I'm gonna be around you. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not gonna be around you. I don't like to put people in my bad vibes or like just in my I don't feel like communicating because that's that's something I like to do like not even like to I just there are times where I just don't feel like talking like at all like I don't want to talk about anything I don't want to talk to anybody I don't even feel like thinking like that's really just it like I check out in a good way it's just that's my way of of activating my own personal self-care it's just like eh, you know my body's like I, I think I want to rest because if if you know me also I, I can I can become a quite chatty Kathy um, but then there are other times where I'm just like uh I'm good so create your boundaries how you need to but anyways back to the Orlando see I'm just gonna I'm gonna probably be a bit distracted in the way that I tell my stories just because they'll be all over the place not intentionally though but um but yeah so they the people that I worked with they were really nice but I could just tell it they were in over their head that's how I felt about it but they were I didn't have I didn't really have a problem with them other than the way that they were handling their business and it was affecting me as an employee. And I remember at one point the lady who was ahead, one of the one of the people who was ahead of it, like I said, very nice lady, very very nice lady. And she let me tell you something. This woman told us the day before she decided to leave town that she was going on a 3-week vacation in Australia. I know, I know. Conveniently, right when the AC breaks in this historic building that we're working in, crazy. When I tell you it was crazy, like, and we're just dealing with this sweating, sweating, and then mosquitoes. I live in a tropical state, okay? Like, it's warm here. What you mean? Like, just chaos, just chaos, again, chaos. So this job is changing me as a person. I'm dealing, it's like if one thing, if it wasn't one thing, it was another. Things would break and we would just have to keep it moving. And I really couldn't wrap my mind around that. Like I was a person like stopping and standing and like with my mouth open, like, are y'all for real right now? Like, really? And it was just kind of like, girl, come on, we got to keep working. Like, and I was just like, this is not real life. This is not real life. This is not real life. And it was. It was my real life. And I wake up every day at the last minute and, like, speed to work. <laughs> I hated that job so much. I was so miserable. And, again, this was my first job out of college. So I go from high school or just grade school in general like that was the weirdest thing about it as well for me like my whole life up until that point I was moving a lot so I had jobs I would work in retail so I'd be standing a lot you know if you're in class you're moving like I said I went to school and I was a, an art student so we would be moving around a lot and then here I am walking to this job straight out of college and I'm sitting at a desk most of the day most of the day that's not natural it's just not natural and I really feel like it messed up my body in a way that like you know you have a good rhythm like your body's used to moving in a certain way you're used to moving when you want to move and it became very clear to me that that wasn't a space that allowed for that type of freedom But I didn't know enough then to say, like, uh, this isn't for me. It was really, to me, it was just like, you're making money. Like, what's the problem? Like, you make, you're making money. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. And so, money isn't everything. 
it's very, very important. But to me, it's just like a, it's a skeleton key. For, it opens doors. It's a tool. It's a resource. It's an asset. Anything beyond that, you, you lose me. Like, I appreciate it for what it can do. But once it's out of my hands, it's out of my hands. I can't, I can't do anything about that, you know? And it, it was just like, it was just like very clear to me, like, you're really going to have to change your perception of working. You're going to have to change your perception of the way money works. And I did. And one thing I would recommend to everybody, if you haven't done this yet, read this book called The Seven Spiritual Laws, what is it, of Success? Yeah, I think that's it. Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And it's written by Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra, yeah. And it's D-E-E-P-A-K, last name C-H-O-P-R-A, I believe. But, you know, you have Google. Google, use it, Google. And so I read that book. And it's a quick read. It really is. I read that book after I had quit that job. My mom had a copy of it. And so... Um, which I still have, if you're listening, mom. (laughs) And it was such a good book. Like, it just, it was such a simple read that changed my life. Like, it gave me, like, some really good thoughts to, to, um, to chew on. And so, at that point, for me, When I read The Seven Spiritual Laws, it just taught me a lot about, you just got to read the book. Like, there's, like, a law about um, money. I don't even think it was actually called, like, money or whatever, but it was just, like, the concept of money being, like, water. And, you know, like, if you don't spend, you don't get, basically, because you're stopping a flow of something. You're stopping the flow of something. And I also think that that also reflects your belief system and the way that money works. And so I encourage you to think more critically about how you believe money works and flows. You know, whether you think money is hard to get and it'll, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that you create the world that you want around you just by simply believing in what you believe in. And so, if you don't take some time to, like, think about that, that's on you. Like, truly, that really, really is on you to figure out the way the world works around you. I 100% believe that you can control more than you think you do. Because you you got me getting into, like universe and spiritual stuff right now which I love um and I keep it pretty broad because it's not to, to me it's not about a right or wrong way it's more about a sufficient use of energy and an insufficient use of energy in your approach to your spiritual practices and beliefs oh my gosh a cute bird just ran by me um <laughs> but yeah so I say that to say, your the way you believe the world has to work, it will. That's that's just what I believe. I believe that we live in a universe, and I like I said, I use the word universe, God, source, interchangeably, just just as a heads up. But I believe this this universe is just it, it wants to make us happy. I don't think, and this is on like. Um, manifestation practices you know that people will talk about excuse me the bug just flew in my face there there are no the the universe can't differentiate between good and bad thoughts you know I mean fortunately everything we think of doesn't manifest it's really the energy that we give it you know but I, it can't differentiate between good and bad stuff. So it's like, for example, it's like you being in a rush 
trying to get somewhere and hitting every single red light because you're stressed out that you're late. You're late, you're late, you're late, you're late, you're late. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Because again, the universe wants you to be right. You get what I'm saying? So if you're saying you're late, you're late. Okay, you're late. As opposed to focusing on the positive, which is, I just want to get there on time. I just want to get there on time. And so, I hope that you guys are kinder or kind to yourselves in your mind. Life is hard enough on us. And you should think about how you can give yourself a break. Be kinder to yourself, like, in the way that you're thinking, in the way that you're moving. And try to practice not judging myself. Except for when I need to, because again, sometimes I can be super optimistic and I wear these rose-colored glasses. And it is it can be to my detriment that I do that. So I have to be more hard on myself sometimes and ask myself the really hard questions. Sometimes seeking outside help and like, am I looking at this wrong? Am I missing something here? Because this ain't adding up. This don't make no sense to me. But yeah, just think about how you can be nicer to yourself. Another bug flew in my face. Think about how you can be nicer to yourself. Think about how you're talking to yourself right now in a way that doesn't benefit you, maybe. And then also think about the ways that you do and build on that. You know, what do you want to take out of your mind? Your mind is a garden, and you're really responsible for filtering through your thoughts. Nobody else is going to do it for you. They can't. And so you you really have, it's training, it's retraining your brain. And again, I'm not perfect at this. I'm still getting the hang of it. Just like setting myself up for success. Being optimistic, but also putting myself in situations that allow for me to be optimistic. Not delusional. Because again, I believe that there is a thin line between delusion and hope. I can't even imagine how different my life would be if I didn't come to that realization. Like, this is your mind. Like, this is your room. You can put whatever you want up on the walls, you know. If you want to gut it out, you can. It's up to you. Your, you know, your mind can create your reality. But as I go off of my tangent, let me wrap up my, my bad job story. So I ended up leaving the job nine months after working it. It was so bad the way I left. I didn't even think about it at the time. That's how, like, over it I was. Like, it just got to the point where I was just like, you know what? Why am I here? And I remember complaining to my parents a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, how stressful it was. And again, you know, you're making money. Why you got to go? But I think it just got to the point where they could realize, like, okay, you're really, like, not doing okay here. And so I asked them, I was like, if I quit my job, can I come home? (laughs) Can I just move back home? And so they said, yeah. And so I did it. I did it. I remember my birthday was on, like, I don't know if, like, a Wednesday or something yeah it had to have been like a Wednesday or like a or no maybe it was like a Monday yeah my birthday was like on like a Monday or a Tuesday that year whatever 2017 was October 2017 um and so I remember quitting on a Sunday evening I just sent an email and said you know I resigned effective immediately I remember just getting emails. I don't know if they called me or like emailed me that night because they were really taken back. And I, I get it, I guess, but it was like a horrible experience. Like, 
And to me, I was just like, I don't know how the, del- I don't know how delusional the perception of the work environment was on the upper management portion of things. And to me, it was very delusional. I'm just telling the truth. Like, I'm really just being honest right now. I'm really, really just being honest. Nice people, don't get me wrong. Especially the daughter, she was very nice. And so, I feel like I've already said too much. <laughs> but she was very nice and, sorry, I'm playing in the sand. She was very nice and it just still wasn't enough for me. And so I, I put in the notice and I remember it was just kind of like, okay, well, can you drop off your keys and stuff, like, tomorrow? And I was like, of course. And so, I remember, this is how I set myself up, like, I remember swinging by, told my coworker, well, she, I don't know if she, if I told her but right before I did it or what. But it was kind of one of those things, like, again, you know when you work a bad job and you, you quit and you look at the people who you work with who you enjoy their their energy and, you know, them as people, and you kind of say to yourself, like, oh, I can't believe I'm leaving you behind. But really, it was just like, you got to get yourself out of bondage. Please, please save yourself. Please, because I can't do it for you. Not that you're asking me, but I know you deserve better. Please leave here. Please do not stay here. Um, and it was just like a horrible horrible exit experience and I remember going to drop off my keys early in the morning like right when we were supposed to open and my co-worker was there they usually don't get there early in the morning and so if I had moved quickly this would have never happened but I'm getting to my point <laughs> of what happened so I was just talking to my, my coworker, my old coworker, you know, just like, yeah, you know, da 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 da, and doing some last minute complaining, you know. Like, <laughs> and so I just stayed too long. I don't know if I had been there like 30 minutes to an hour, but it wasn't probably an hour, but it was probably like 30 to 40 minutes I was there. And I saw one of them pull up, one of the, the, um, the managers pull up. And I was like, dang. And then the other one pulled up and I was like, all right, here we go. So, so I'm trying to drop off my stuff. And at this point, I, they entered the building and the, the nice manager it was like a executive director and it was like the director well I guess you could say that there was like the owner and it was like the executive the director right and so the director was a very nice lady and so I remember her saying to me she was just like oh what? I remember the look on her face was just like her mouth dropped and she had put her hand up like oh, what's like what's going on here and I'm like I just can't do this anymore like I'm like stressed out like I feel like I'm crazy like And that's the worst type of job, too, or just, like, experiences in general where you feel like you are the canary in the mind. Like, you're you're telling people what is going on, but nobody is listening. Nobody is listening, and you just feel like a crazy person because, again, nobody is listening to you. And your words are falling on deaf ears. I can only deal with that for so long, and I'm like, I got to go because you aren't listening to me anyways. Why should I stay in this space with you? Like, I don't know. I'm not crazy, and I feel like I'm becoming crazy. But I just said straight up, like, it's just not for me. It's time for me to go. I'm not happy here. I'm not doing well in this environment. I don't think I'm doing good at the job, like, either. And it really just, there wasn't enough direction. And the little bit of direction that there was, it was out of my wheelhouse, I felt like, as, as for me to be doing. It just wasn't appropriate. And so... I just remember working a lot. There would be times where I would come to work on the weekends, like, hated it. And so I remember, like, they, the both the managers, they were, like, we were in the back room. And it was, like, I was literally backed, literally backed into a corner 
explaining why I was I was trying to leave. You know how if you ever if you got two people talking at you, you start puffing up your chest, and it was starting to get like that, and my voice was starting to shake, and my hands were moving like. And I just felt really, I remember just feeling really uncomfortable and out of my character at that point. And it wasn't, I wasn't saying anything crazy. I wasn't saying anything disrespectful, but I did, I did speak my mind. I did speak my mind as my father has always encouraged me to. And so I just told him straight up, I was just like, y'all, y'all ain't doing what y'all supposed to be doing. I don't like this. I don't like the way this is being run. I got to go. I can't be here no more. And at this point, we're, we're low-key, like, arguing as to why I should be staying. And now they're saying it wasn't professional for the way that I left. And I agree. But I feel like, and this is why I'm saying this story to you guys, when people breach contracts with you, the contract is breached. I, I don't know what you want me to do about it. When you don't hold up your end of the bargain, I don't see why I should as well. And that goes for written contracts, verbal contracts. I approach this at this point now with any type of relationships I have with anybody. If somebody isn't holding up their end of the bargain, you are not in any way, shape, or form required to do so any longer. I think that's just fair to me or to yourself, you know. And nobody's going to tell you not to do it or to do it. So you really have to be the person who's going to sit up there and say, uh, no, this ain't going to fly. This ain't working for me. I don't like the way this is happening. Because, again, you got, you got people who are banking on you. Well, not again, but basically you have people who are banking on you to sit up there and shut up and just deal with whatever chaos they're going to throw at you. And that's what we're not going to do. We're not going to sit up there and tolerate foolishness that we don't have to tolerate. And so, like I said, I was just at my wits end and I left the job. Horrible experience. And I didn't even get into, like, it was just bad. Like, like I said, that wasn't even, like I said, AC would be break, broken in a historic brick building, sweating, sweating. Customers coming in and getting mad at us about things. That was the, fr- the most frustrating part about that also. And that's why now when I'm when I am interacting with people who work in the service industry and I mean, like I said, I come from retail working, so I know what it is. But this is even so even more so now that my perception of those types of environments have changed in a way that, you know, you just got to be patient with people. You don't know what upper management is like. You got people who are literally just trying to do their job and you're sitting up there catching attitudes with them and I get it they were frustrated but I'm like y'all think y'all are hot I'm in here all day long all day long all day long and I live in a warm state like it was in this it was in the summer at that so mosquito season it would be like raining like I said it was just like if it wasn't one thing it was another it really was but again I've broken myself out of bondage and so I'm really grateful to to know that I have the ability to control more of my destiny I just really have to to activate that for myself and I I say all that to say to you guys, show up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Don't tolerate stuff you don't have to. It's okay to tell people no. It's okay for people to be mad at you. Like, and that was the scariest thing about the job too. Like, it was just like somebody else had connected me to the job. And I remember, and that was one thing I did also. Throughout that whole time, I would be checking in with people to let them know that it was not working. So the person who helped me get the job, I told them straight up, like, mm, you know, this is some some funny business that's going on. I'm let you know now. Like, I, I don't I don't know if I if I if I'm gonna stay here much longer. Um, after maybe about like four months in, three four months in, and it was just like, oh okay. But I was sticking. Like I said, I was trying to I was trying to fight the good fight. And so after it got 
after I left, I called the person who helped me get the job, and I just, I just told them, I was like, listen, I left. It was not in the best condition. You've been warned now, um, but, but they had me bent. I'm going to be honest with you. They had me really bent. And I remember I was crying. I was crying because I was just so, like, flustered and frustrated. Because, again, like, there's nothing worse than, than you telling somebody you don't like the way that they're treating you. And especially a job, like I said, at the very least, it, just, it should just perform. It, it should do what it's supposed to do. It should pay you. And I feel like work should not be stressful. Like, it should, you should not, as a job, nothing from my job should be able to live in my mind rent-free outside of business hours. That's how I feel at this point. Except for now, because I'm working for myself. But if I'm working for somebody else, you don't, those are not billable hours. (laughs) Like, the free space you are taking up in my mind Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. So, again, your mind is a garden, and I had to pluck those weeds, okay? And I regret nothing. If I, would, if I could do it all over again, I would, except I probably would have left sooner. I probably would have left sooner. I stayed longer thinking, like, oh, maybe one thing will change, and this will get better, and that will get And it just didn't. It really just didn't. And it was a, it was a hard lesson to learn. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So I really hope that my story serves as a reminder to take care of yourself. You know, move on where you got to move on. If you're going to make a big move or just anything, always have an exit strategy. That's what I would, I would encourage you guys to do. Because that was something that I, I have now given myself the the green light to do more often is to give myself an exit plan for things that I commit to if it doesn't work I'm not saying it's not going to work I'm saying I'm prepared in case it isn't so if you know you're going to make a big move or something like that if it doesn't work what you going to do where are you going to go what can you rely on and then you know, plan kind of two, three steps ahead if you can. But I say all that to say today is my birthday and I'm 27 and I'm getting older and I never thought that 27 would feel this young and naive and the older I get, the more I realize I know nothing and I have so much more to learn. I look forward to being able to grow every age, pick up new skills. I don't care if I'm 50 years old, like I'm gonna be growing if I'm on this planet, like, or anywhere for that matter. But I'm proud of myself and the things that I've accomplished. I'm learning, I'm still learning, so bear with me. I hope that this episode serves as a reminder to check in with yourself more often, listen to yourself, ask yourself what you want, ask yourself what you don't want, so that way you can do something about it, because it's your life, like, you have to... do what you want with it like nobody else is going to do it for you and if they did they wouldn't be exactly the way that you wanted it to work so tell people what you want tell people that you trust what you want and I love you guys and I hope you have a great day and next episode I'm going to talk more about what I'm doing to make money now so I am I've got a couple of plates spinning right now you know before I left my job I acquired my TEFL certification to teach English online and abroad because I wanted to be able to travel Um, I tried like the whole flight attendant route 
and like I like I, I put my hat in a race I mean it, it wasn't something I really wanted to do anyways I just wanted to travel so I'm glad it didn't work honestly but yeah just take some time I'm sorry I got distracted <laughs> so so yeah so I got my TEFL certification and I recently got hired by two companies online, um, iTutor Group and something called VIP Kid. Uh, I'm teaching English to, to people in China. VIP Kid is strictly for children. So cute. Um, I've um, started teaching maybe about a week ago. And it's a very interesting experience. I like it a lot. I have a good temperament to to engage with children in that way if you don't have it don't do it <laughs> we'll say that if you don't have the patience for children don't do it um or if you don't have the the personality for just people and patience don't do it but I really enjoy what I'm doing so far it's only the beginning and I would like to use next podcast ne- next the next podcast that I do to talk more about that and I have a friend who I'm gonna bring on who introduce me to this lifestyle and this path Hi. <laughs> and I, I look forward to, to what she can share with you guys because I'm not a super expert but I'm diving into this and I want to again share some more information with you guys just about stuff that you can do I just want you guys to know you have possibilities so many possibilities and We really got to manipulate this matrix the way we want it to be. Like, you have so much more power than you think you do. And if nobody told you that, I just did. And on that note, if nobody told you today, I love you. I just did. I love y'all. I love you. And I hope that you have a really great day. And I thank you guys for listening and supporting So thank you for listening to Spontaneous Conception, where I talk about bright ideas and chaos (laughs) that ensues in my life in the best way possible, and sometimes not so much. I am glad to be able to reflect on the 27, is it 27 years? I guess, okay, the last, I was going to say 26 years, no, the 27 years I've been on this planet. And I look forward to, to sharing more with you guys. So I want to wrap this up now. I want to thank you guys for your support. And yeah. I don't have any... I wish I had some last words to give you. I had something, but I really lost my train of thought. I guess it isn't that important. Um, But yeah, thank you guys. I love you. Goodbye.